It's the one place in all of the internet where you'll find four guys talking pro wrestling way too seriously. Glenn Clark, Aaron Oster, Brandon Linton, and AJ Francis. This is Jobbing Out. What's up? What's up? What's up? Welcome into episode number 0 for 2 of Jobbing Out. Go ahead. Where do you think I'm going with that? 0 for 2 on getting Rumbles correct on Saturday? Not true. We, I think, all had Brock Lesnar. I'm pretty oh, sure. No, I, I, I just meant them getting it right. Oh, well, I mean, fair. <laughs> You're right, but that's not the reason. Uh, Brandon, I'm going to warn you, you know don't the know the answer. You have no I idea. I Do you? I think I do. Oh, yeah? What do you think the answer is? Uh, my guess would be 0 for 2 on the basketball picks I gave you. Yeah, thanks right. a lot, jerk. Aaron, my new... Uh, uh, blame, blame FanDuel for not having the Loyola launched, lineup. Launched, when I launched, uh, launched a new one. show I called... Launched a new show called Simply the Bets. And I said, you know, I'm going to let my friend Aaron Oster... Be our expert on the new show, Simply the Bets, brought to you by Live Casino and Hotel and the FanDuel Sportsbook. I said, I know who I want to be my ex, my guy. He's going to help us make some money. And uh, he offered us two college basketball bets last night. Oh, for two. Thanks a lot, a hole. There's but you're also, but you, it was the wrong show. It should have been simply the worst. Simply, well, it's simply the bets. It's not I best. Know. It's bets. It it's play on. So when I call it simply the worts, is that what I'm supposed to call <laughs> the show? Simply the worts. Simply the worst bets. Uh, um. Anyway, uh, yeah, that that's a thing, and I just wanted to uh, give Aaron some s about it here on the program. But please listen and watch simply the bets every Wednesday at 11:30 a.m. wherever it is. All right, now. Um. Brandon and Aaron are here. I'm Glenn. Later on in the program, we will be joined by Taya Valkyrie. We uh, actually gave that away a little bit earlier because we want you guys to get out to uh, Baltimore Celeb Fest 3 this weekend. Uh, Great Eights memorabilia has got incredible deals. Both They've got two different stables. That's how much is going on. It, if you have not looked over, and by the way, Great Eights is a very small part of the event as a whole. If you have not looked over who all is going to be here, legitimately the state of Maryland is the center of the professional wrestling world this weekend. Everyone on the planet is going to be at Baltimore Celeb Fest 3 this weekend, including Ty Valkyrie as part of the Great 8 stable. And they've got a couple of great deals on both days. They've got the women's stable, and they've got another stable that includes Bully Ray and Santana and Ortiz. And they've got flat prices for pictures and autographs with everyone in the two stables. Great8smemorabilia.com is the website. Taya Valkyrie will join us a little bit later on. Um, we'll talk about all sorts of stuff with Taya about her future now moving forward from WWE. Um, did anything happen this week that we need to cover? Or like pretty just pretty <laughs> much just, just get a, to the interview and go. Yeah. Nice right. show. <laughs> um Look, man, I can't even really dance on Shane McMahon's grave. Like, I, I don't want to. I don't want to hate Shane McMahon the person. I don't want to do that. Um, the problem has been sh- to me, Shane McMahon the performer. He's been atrocious. He's been the 
And it's a bummer because while while I was never like Aaron, you know, like Aaron was. Oh, I, I love two thousand Shane McMahon. I I'll was be honest. I was yeah, but it's it's beyond that, right? We all love two thousand Shane McMahon. You were a step beyond that. Like you were a Shane McMahon. You treated him the way that we treat like real professional wrestlers, right? <laughs> like you treated him the way that we treat that I treat Juice Robinson or that I, you know, like we you he was you were a Shane McMahon sycophant to some extent as a performer like not his yeah. character like i'm not i'm trying to separate these two things and we all love really enjoyed shane mcmahon yes. we all <laughs> love shane mcmahon the performer like we all loved the part of the show where we get to watch shane mcmahon do something insane and even when he came back we were frustrated by certain things but we will we were still here for well let's just skip to the part where shane mcmahon's going to do something nuts and will be entertained for a while it was just kind of he was there and eventually he'd do something nuts but it wasn't bad in the meantime for a little while for a little while it was problematic at times right like it was preventing us from things that we really wanted but like what was the what was the match in orlando that we were all like jesus no none of us wanted it but it was really good AJ styles right like again that was that was in the okay whatever but he's not really being offensive right now correct and the match ended up being good. I don't remember exactly when it was. And as usual... It was the Kevin Owens thing. It, it started with the Kevin Owens thing. Did it thing. start then? Was that the first time? That that was when he st- started becoming like, this guy's not just a face. He Or, you know, it became, it became a problem because he was trying to be a face and he absolutely wasn't being a face. Okay. Was that when the prop... Like I, when his... I didn't think that was that bad. It was when we we were complaining about it a lot because he was very much acting like a heel and we were I just think, like no I but I thought I thought man there was so much bad I'm trying to remember when it was good uh, or no, not I mean, good got, but just got, not it got it got really really bad when he won that best in the world thing at Saudi that, Arabia yeah right that's but, when it got really no, but no, no, when no, no, we no. started really everything, complaining about hold on everything with the Miz is when it started to get bad yes. Yeah, but I, I no, the Kevin no, Owens it, stuff it was. Start, we were just annoyed well, that Kevin Owens wasn't doing something better. I no, think. we were we were annoyed that Shane McMahon was very clearly being a heel and being treated like a face. I do remember like, being we had a, lots of conversations. Yeah, I do remember being annoyed by that. But I also I, I'm trying to remember exactly when he stopped being capable of being a performer, right? Like, and and that to me is the was the point of no return. And and I and I remember feeling bad about it because we talk about it in. It's very clear he has some sort of medical condition. Or it's just part I, I think, of. I think that was after after that Shane Mania when they started putting him on like fifty percent of the show, putting him on like six segments a night. Yeah. Well, when him and Daniel Bryan were the GMs, that was part. That was definitely a significant part. It, it was. It was painful. It was beyond because like bet you can deal with bad and sort of be like, all right, look, not everything that you're going to get in your professional wrestling show is is going to be great and like you can you can deal with it and you can deal with problematic, but it reached a point where he was physically incapable of being a performer any longer. And and that's a shame and you know, it's 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 a bummer for him as a person if he wants to perform, but that was the one, the point at which I said, "There's just nothing. There's nothing you can do any longer. You can't fix it. You can't make him a heel. You can't. You can't fix someone who physically isn't able to do anything. And it's not just he's not physically able to perform a match. He wasn't physically able to talk into a microphone. It, it he, was he couldn't walk and talk at the same time. Yes, right. he phys- and he would try to exactly right. Um, 
and it was it was even worse than say like Vince McMahon's volume problem right now. Like Vince McMahon's volume problem is hurting them, but it's hurting them in a in a in a in a weird way, right? Like and again, they're they're only doing Vince for like five minutes. They were literally correct. giving no, Shane like forty five yeah, minutes, and he couldn't do Shane it. Shane McMahon would have a fifteen minute promo, right? And he couldn't deliver a promo. Like he couldn't talk, and and, and I felt like in a weird way, I felt bad making fun of it because I was like, I. You're, it's like making fun of someone who's disabled. Like you don't want to well, well, do the that. Absolute worst was that Braun Strowman. <laughs> well, I mean that program. That yeah, I mean that, that was one, just an utter. I, like I still the get one promo where he stopped talking and he walked all the way to the ring to like pure silence. Yep, I, I still get chills thinking about just how. <laughs> by the way, we'll bring up something else that gave me that last night. Oh um, God! I still get chills thinking about how cringe that was. I mean, it was just ungodly. It was almost to the point where didn't we come on here and say, was that some kind of weird performance art that we just don't understand? I mean, I I, I think that was the first time I said, I realize I don't want to make fun of this any longer because yeah. this is a human being that, that is physically incapable of doing something. Like, I, And I don't know what it is. There's, there's so many layers to the problem of what happened on Saturday night that I, I don't, again, dancing on Shane McMahon's grave is no fun. He shouldn't have been there. Shane McMahon has no history of being the person that should be making booking decisions that was, for the Royal that was Rumble. The confusing part to me. He's not a producer. Correct. It's every layer of this. And by the way, there's more reporting has come out. It's it, he's he's sort of being scapegoated a little bit. Like it's not as if he was into. He was king. Like there was a different list of people that didn't have him on it. Correct. He wasn't the only yeah. one involved. It just appears as though he was the one that had the most power because, you know, he's Shane McMahon. Right. Um, and everybody else involved isn't Shane McMahon. The most functional um, Royal Rumbles, I am to understand, have been, and this is some, some, some stuff that's been given to me over the years, Jamie Noble's baby was the Royal Rumble, right? Like, Jamie Noble would spend months crafting, perfecting, drawing out every aspect of the Royal Rumble. And I don't know what the thought process was behind Shane McMahon being the the final straw when it came to the Royal Rumble. It was, of course, as bad as everyone is saying it was, and frankly, worse. I, to me... Because it's the Royal Rumble, because it's the second, it's the third, but really the second most important show of the year. No offense to, st I know SummerSlam's supposed to be big. No, it's second. It's 100%. It's definitely second. It's the yeah. second biggest show and most important show of the year. And it features the thing that the casual wrestling fan, but really wrestling fan, cares about the most all year. The Royal Rumble match is the match that the casual wrestling fan cares about more than anything in the world. It's the thing where you're always going to get magical moments. You're always going to get things that you're going to be thinking about later. You're always going to get all of that. And this, it, it was. it's one thing to say it was bad. It's unthinkable how bad, how unimaginative, how uninspired, how forgettable, how awful the Royal Rumble was with the rest of the card not offering anything to save it. You know what's a shame? Uh, you know, it, it. I think there's a lot of there's a lot of focus being put on who won. That wasn't the worst part, and that's well, that's not even. It, it was. It was a problem, and and it and and it's it it makes it all worse, right? Like it it does. It makes it. If you have a terrible Royal Rumble, but in the end you get an inspired winner, right? 
you can end up saying it's we talk about this all the time. If the last shot of the night is an inspired shot, it can go a long way into forgiving some of the other things that occurred during the course of the night. I actually, I I think that we can look back at a couple of rumbles where, um, where we say the the winner was either predictable or maybe it wasn't who we wanted to win just because of, of the kind of performer that won, you know, the one time that Randy Orton won, they did the business in the rumble to make the result fine. You know what I mean? Like, like if you go back to that Royal rumble, by the time he won, you wanted him to win. And and if you asked anyone before that Royal Rumble if you wanted Randy Orton to win, everyone would have said F no. Um, now, I don't n- know how you would have got there this time, but you you did no business in this match. Like, zero. Uh, I, I know what well, you're saying. Oh, oh, there, by the way, there there are ways to do it. And, and that's well, well, the well, problem. Hold on, but I don't even mean business for him. I mean business for anyone. Anyone, you, right. right. Typically, we come out of the match saying, okay, but this guy started something with this guy or they continued right. this story through the rumble. Mm-hmm. They did nothing. Exactly. And I was going to say that there was no, you know, they, they teased for like weeks. Oh, you know, what tag team is going to break up over that? Nothing happened. Well, they made we you think ha- at least the last morsel of shit. Yeah, like you're, like you're saying that, but also the last morsel of like the most pathetic version of a through line, which would just be to have a guy in there from number one with AJ Styles. Right. And they threw him out with Madcap Moss. Yeah, like the, nothing happened. There was no takeaway from it. There was no moment. You know, like you go back to, to 2020 and, you know, as much as people kind of roll their eyes at the Brock thing, like the Brock thing was a through line. Then you had Edge's return. You had these moments in there. There were no moments. There were no anything. You know, you even had it where, you know, there was a way to make it, as you were saying with Randy Orton, like they made it so people cheered because they put Roman in his way. They made it so people wanted him to throw it out. Who did they put in the way of Brock Lesnar? Randy Orton, who's the hometown hero Correct. in Riddle. Correct. Like, you could have had if you had the Uso out there, like if the Usos had just thrown out Randy Orton and then you had Brock Lesnar, you know, something as simple as that. Then all of a sudden it's like okay, I still may not like this, but there's a story here. There's a story I'm into. There's a story I want to get invested in. And there was literally, like, the women's match wasn't good, but there were moments in there where it was like, okay, there was some some thought put into this. I don't by, think by the way, we're we're being we're being the bare minimum of on the, the bare, on the I, whole I, we're being I'm saying it, we're ultimately being good. too kind. We're being too kind to the women's rumble because we're yeah, we're setting the standard. It was bad. really bad. It was really bad, really there bad. Were, there were at least a couple things where I was like, oh, they actually thought about this for more than two seconds. Well, first of all, they ruined half of any any semblance of some of that because they told you a lot of these people were going to be in there, and and I know that it's like the gim- most gimmicky shit ever. But like that might have saved it a little bit if you just didn't know some of these more uh, like like people get excited about the Bellas, right? People get excited about Lita and people like that. And we'll get to that. Um, but like, I think because you knew like any smoke and mirrors you could have put on this thing were completely gone when it started because you knew all those people were going to be in it. And so then the surprises they did give you. um you know, aside from certain people that um, we were that, that Glenn, you let's know, make this, really let's make this about. abundantly clear. The most important thing. <laughs> no. Look, man, I, trust me. Alicia Fox is amazing, but it, I, I can't I can't hide from it. The entire the entire the entire, but, but, the entire women's and, rumble. had. And, and, the, by the way, how funny is it that that exact scenario played out where I was like, <laughs> I mean, you can't give me that if 
if you're saying, you know, now we got Ronda, right? Like, and that was. Well, but Ronda's part of the problem. Let's save the women's rumble. Let's. Uh, okay, let's... but I, I just, I, my, my point is, I just really want to point out, like, they had a couple, like the the Sonya, Cameron, Naomi thing. That was a clear, whether or not you like it, that was a clear thought out process. The the Liv and Sarah Sarah uh, Logan moment, like that was something that was planned, and there wasn't even that in the men's no, rumble. No, that and that's the thing. The women's rumble wasn't good, but yes, you still got Molly Holly getting attacked by Nikki Ash, oh, right? Li- like, I did like that. You yeah. still got some things that show. The men's rumble came off as we forgot to do our homework. Like yes. we literally woke up that day and we're like, oh crap, no one planned out what was supposed to happen in this thing. Good luck. Just go do it. Like it came off very much as someone doing their report that didn't read the book, that just said, all right, let's start sticking people out there. Good luck. Figure it out as you go. You and- have Brock Lesnar in the Rumble. And again, him winning aside, but you have him there and you didn't book anything, anything. for him to do anything the- other anything. than throw out the hometown hero. Anything of throwing interest. Throwing someone out is nothing. I'm saying like, no, but he's it saying works. it's a negative because it was Randy Orton. Oh, even worse. Right. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Yes. No, go back, go back and watch last year's Royal Rumble. They booked so many moments in that Rumble. I mean, there's the Keith Lee moment, right? I mean, two, you're talking about two years ago. Two years, whatever. The yeah. year that had people. Right. Yeah. There were so many freak. I mean, it was, it was. I think we came on here and said it was a, a candidate for match of the year. Or like like just just to give it an honorable mention because that's how good it was. Well, and and this is this is the problem. It it it's one thing to have a bad match. It's one thing that it's it's unfathomable for it to be the Royal Rumble. It's unfathomable that this is the thing that you f up. And I, I, there's no explanation for it. There's no like are you, are you too busy being distracted by Saudi Arabia and WrestleMania, right? Like are you so lost on these are our two biggest money things that we're not capable of figuring out a way to do all three and we were hell bent on trying to make day 1 a thing. And so we've we've just put too many things together in one period of time for us to be capable of doing them all. Maybe maybe that's part of it, but this is the Royal Rumble. I was gonna like, say the Rumble can't be the sacrifice for that. Th- this this is it. This is the this is what makes professional wrestling fans. This is I, I, I can't get over the importance of the Royal Rumble to the casual wrestling fan cannot be overstated. You, all of the other things that we that we worry about, that we want that we talk about, you can dismiss some of it as just being us being people that care too much. This is it. You can't screw this up. You can't walk out at the end of the night and say, the F was that? What in God's name was that match? It was awful. It's by, by the way, you know, it's, it's, it's interesting you say that. So my brother is a very casual fan. Um, he, he, he watched it enough over the years to know like legacy people and, and everything. So like he, he was a, a very tuned in fan years ago, but he's a lapsed fan, but he'll still watch the rumble and WrestleMania and go to the events when they're in town. He watched the show and it was very interesting because some of his feedback I I saw coming. And then some of his feedback I did not see coming. He hated the Royal rumble match, which there you go. What what was there to like, right? (laughs) Correct. But like, there's so many times where, like, you know, sometimes I think because we talk about this and we analyze it so much, 
we're in a little bit of a bubble. And so when you talk to someone like that, they might be like, what do you mean? It was fun. It was fun. I loved it, you know? Um, but that match he did not like. He absolutely loved the women's rumble. Well, he I mean, that, that, as a, again, from, a, from a casual standpoint, it was a bunch of people that he hadn't seen right. in a long, you know, well, like, and well, and he wasn't watching Raw to know they were all in it either. Right. So he just like turned it on and saw them come out or whatever, and he loved ro- seeing Ronda and all that. You know. So well, so well, we'll I, I think that I think that speaks right. It speaks yeah. more to the atrociousness of the men's rumble, but doesn't really help them with the fact that the women's rumble wasn't good either. You know what I mean? Like, but it 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 definitely makes it so much worse. How bad the men's rumble was. I, I I don't know where you go from here. Like I clearly, if if the reports are true that Shane McMahon was going into business for himself and that was all that he was concerned about at the end of the day. I mean, one of the reports is that he was pitching ideas to Vince and Vince wasn't listening, and so he got frustrated by it. Like you can have an amount of empathy towards that, right? Like may, maybe Shane McMahon was trying to do something better than what he did, right? Like, maybe there's something in there. But if the part of it was true that all he was preoccupied with was making himself look good, you know, he, he, he's got to go. You, you, you can't have someone like that around the company. You know what I mean? Like, there's just no world in which that can be acceptable. I, I don't know. it. How do we read into Randy Orton disappearing after the Rumble, right? Like, what what do we make of that? And... Is that the direct correlation that nobody's talking about that forces Vince to say, "Dude, you got to go." Like you you we we can't just have you sort of be quiet for a little while and not be involved. Like you literally have to leave. Is that is the provocation that Randy Orton disappears because he's so pissed off about what happened on Saturday night? We don't know that that's the case. Though. I don't know. Yeah. I, I don't I mean, want to jump. He's disappeared a lot like that. Well, and and it could be as simple as they were in his hometown. He wanted to spend a week at home since he was at home anyways. Yeah, maybe. I mean, maybe. I I don't know, dude. Every the 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 words of like he created chaos. Yeah. That that's. I'm so baffled why he was in this position. Well, couple it with there was other reports right that said that Riddle was. I don't buy were... those either. It doesn't like that doesn't make sense. At no point had they given any indication that they were going in that direction. Like the fact that are you? Again, are, wait, hold on a second. You're giving a lot of faith to people that are insane. Like the, the, to suggest that they would have to do that to do anything. No, I mean, look, the, the fact that Brock Lesnar is sitting there, I don't believe that anybody else was seriously considered over the past three weeks. No, no, no. Hold on. That was it. Said that the Lesnar thing changed that, but. We don't know what they were originally okay. planning okay, to do. Okay, sure. If, if you want to say Riddle in November, that was the name thrown around. Sure, well, I then, just don't. And, well, then, then it, I mean, if you read these are reports from credible reporters. If you look at what has been been said, there was another thing that said that they kept changing their mind, and Randy Orton at one point was 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 going to win, and that he himself was pushing for Riddle. That there was there, it's Mike Johnson, I believe that's accredited to. Um. I don't know. Like but can't. we don't know the timeline of the. This well, you don't know the timeline. We don't know what to believe about any of this stuff. Yeah. You know, there was a like, lot I, I believe about that since early January, it was Brock the whole way. I, it's possible. I, right? I, like, I think in the context of is it possible that three times over the course of that day, Vince McMahon said, yes. I've changed my mind? Of course yes. it is. These are crazy people. But I don't think that that makes the, the ultimate winner all that. Re- like, I don't give any more credence to there was more consideration for Riddle than there was someone else, right? Like, I, I think in the 
they probably throw a ton of things at the wall in the lead yeah. up to it. And especially given how chaotic this appears to have been, I have no doubt there were other people that had other opinions. I think all of us look back and say, this was very simple. The, the biggest problem with Brock Lesnar winning the Rumble is how unnecessary it was, cool. right? Like, that's the biggest problem. The problem yeah. isn't that Brock Lesnar won the Royal Rumble. It's that this is unnecessary. And as I wrote about, the only storyline that I could come out of it is that they have, I've talked about this a bunch of times, they have insulated themselves around all we can do is throw the most famous people out there and and pray to God that makes people care, right? And it's yeah. it's it's not good for business in terms of long-term business, but it might be just that acceptable for the next day. That for the next day, that's all that they can matter. They, they can't care themselves about anything related to what they need to do long-term for the company, the health of the company, all of those things. All they can think about is what matters tomorrow. And if what matters tomorrow is our most famous people are the people that get the headlines, you know, you're definitely going to get more attention with Brock Lesnar winning the Royal Rumble than Matt Riddle um, or Randy Orton or any of these people. Like, Brock Lesnar is a more relevant pop culture figure. But at that point, why not just have Bad Bunny win the Royal Rumble? And, and I don't mean that to be disrespectful. I mean that, like, we, there's got to be a line at which we understand this can't be the end-all, be-all of this. You cannot rule your company with what gets us the most attention. Have let effing Johnny Knoxville win the Royal Rumble, right? Like, let... We, there's we got to be able to have thought and a concept here. It was very problematic, to, to your point earlier, yes, could you have had Brock Lesnar win the Royal Rumble and yet still done business and done something that made it better? Sure. 100% you could have. But you were always going to end with a dud. Because at the end of the day, Brock Lesnar was already in a match and he is not an underdog. You... I, I get it. He can be a likable face. And by the way, that's starting to kind of come apart at the scenes, too. I, I, well, I, I Raw, disagree. I actually thought he was quite good no, on No, no, no. His promos have not been good. We've just I decided. He was great on Raw. We just decided that we like Brock Lesnar, and so we're going to put up with it. His actual. I, I think his, the, the promo was fine. The concept of the promo was terrible, though. The concept was awful. He's, he's not. His lines aren't funny. Like, he's not delivering funny lines. He's just sort of giggling, and so we're going along with it. It's Jimmy Fallon is what it is. Jimmy Fallon's yeah, that's fair. painfully unfunny. Like, he doesn't actually say anything funny. He's just convinced a lot of people that he is funny because he laughs along with it, right? Like, he smiles, he laughs, he's, he's, he's good-looking enough, and, and he's got enough talent that people think that makes him good, whereas Jimmy Fallon's painfully unfunny for, for 95% of what he does. Brock Lesnar's doing a little bit of that right now, where he's smiling, he's giggling, and he's it's weird. It's not what we're used to with Brock Lesnar, so we're putting up with it, but his lines aren't actually funny. He's not actually being funny. He's just being different than what we've been accustomed to Brock Lesnar being, and so we're accepting the premise as funny. That can't last for another... How, how many months are we? Two months still from WrestleMania? Two, two, yeah. Somewhere around. I mean, listen, I I don't agree with that, but but it's fine, you you know. But but um, it is interesting how they have the opportunity to make the Royal Rumble even worse than it was. Oh um, yeah, they they they, they by, took a bad by, thing. If, if Brock Lesnar wins the Elimination Chamber, the Royal Rumble was the most irrelevant pay per view in the history of 
it's worse than Survivor Series. I don't, but I, one, I, I don't believe for a second that they're doing that. I, no, I, I, I hope not. Yeah, but no, I, I think that's way much, much more easily explained by you're in Saudi Arabia, which is literally the reason why Brock Lesnar exists in WWE at this point. He has to be in a match, and you don't really want to have him in another match when you're gearing up for Roman right. Reigns. No, I'm fine with him being in it. That's great. I, I actually want to see him in it. I just. Anytime he's in a match, you have to have a little bit of hesitance. Well, I understand that, but he was just in a match with Bobby Lashley and he lost. Like they, they. But they did business with the loss that got him into the rumble. Like, the, and they'll like, do. They'll do business they, but hang on, here. they didn't. They, they didn't actually do the business to get him into the rumble. He just showed up in the rumble, which is part of the problem. Like, I mean, the, the they, business was getting the belt off of him. Get, I, follow my tinfoil hat here for a minute. What if they said we don't want anyone to win the Royal Rumble? Because we don't want anybody in a match other than Brock Lesnar, Roman Reigns. And they said the way to delete, to delete the Royal Rumble is to get the belt off Lesnar, have him win the Royal Rumble, and then have him win the belt back. There's absolutely so no they- reason why you couldn't have just had Brock Lesnar win that belt and then win the Royal Rumble so he could face Roman Reigns. There's no need to get the belt off Brock Lesnar to have him win the Royal Rumble. He but was the betting favorite. With Roman Reigns costing him the title. In their head, that's storytelling. I'm just, yes, of course, it's all unnecessary. Brock Lesnar could have just fought Roman Reigns title for title without anything if they wanted to do that, but they had the Royal Rumble, which someone would have won. Uh, This is a little tinfoil hat, but it's not that crazy to see that they would do this insane gymnastics just to get rid of... The only, the the part of it, you, you can't explain why it makes sense for them to have him lose to Bobby Lashley. Like, you can't explain that. You, you keep trying to, but to you're not. To do another pay-per-view and do another title match and have it... But they're not the really belt. doing another title match. They're putting him in the elimination chamber. So what if he wins? So if he Am wins... Am no, you, you don't think that, that uh, that's a slight yes. possibility? I, 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 think, I don't think it's possible. Here's, here's why Brandon has a point here. You, I'm not saying you couldn't get him in the Rumble. It would have been a little trickier. Plus, they wanted to do the Heyman moment. Like, that yes. that was the whole thing. They wanted to do the Heyman moment. I, I still don't believe it. But they still didn't have to have him lose. You keep saying all of these things. If you want to do the Heyman moment... Then you can... St- How many times have they protected Brock Lesnar or Roman Reigns in insane situations? They didn't have to have him lose. In their Nothing head, re- maybe no. they thought that was making him sympathetic so that people would cheer when he came out at the Rumble because he got screwed over early. In the- this is not crazy. It's no, not. It's, a, it's, they shouldn't do it. It's but crazy, it's not- but that's the point. Your point. The, the best point that you can make is they're crazy, so yeah. they could just do anything. Nothing about what they've done actually suggests that's something that they were doing. If they were doing this, it's... N- they do not need to have Brock Lesnar lose. There's nothing requires using that. The word need, like there's. They no chose need for to let Brock Lesnar lose a match, which is something they almost haven't done in this most recent run. But in that loss, they to Aaron's point, you had the Heyman turn. You knew that you wanted somebody to win the Royal Rumble. That in in, in their heads, doing this would make him get cheered. What? Uh, it's, it's He's not, been cheered the entire time. What are you no, talking about? More, I'm saying they wouldn't boo him winning the Royal Rumble over Drew McIntyre or they, something. And they booed him winning the Royal Rumble anyway. Did they? Yes. Yeah. I don't, yeah. I don't think oh, my. Were you paying attention? The boo started when he tossed out Orton right away. Yes. And continued. The, I, it wasn't that prominent for me. It, it I wasn't, thought it was it a mixed reaction. Roman, it, wasn't it wasn't Roman, Roman Reigns, Reigns for sure. 100% it wasn't Roman Reigns. There were people booing. There were lots of people booing, because he, but it was because he threw out Randy Orton. 
Um, it didn't help them at all that they did that work. Again, the, 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 the argument you can make is they're nuts, and you never know what they're going to do. And in the same way that all of us going into the weekend said, of course we know it's possible that at the end of this, it could just be end up being Brock, uh, Brock Lesnar and Roman Reigns for both belts. Like, Of course we know that can play out that way. It can always still play out that way. But there's no reason to have him lose the match. You had Brock Lesnar take a loss. No matter what you did in the process, process you had Brock Lesnar who you have put into this everything he does is more important than everybody else take a loss you only do that if you absolutely must in order to accomplish what it is that you're trying to accomplish and the only reason why that's an absolute must is because he's not going to have that belt at Wrestlemania if they choose change their mind between now and then and say nope we're just going to do it the, the entire way it's insane it's badass it's nuts but of course they can do that they've done did you watch the Royal Rumble? They could do anything that's badass and they, nuts. They, they made they made Roman take a loss to not even have Seth got a rematch. I mean, I, they can do insane things at all times. We totally, by the way, we all thought Seth Rollins was going to be fighting Roman Reigns at uh, Saudi Arabia. Yeah, like, and, that's the only thing that made sense for that whole thing. It was like, okay, they set that up. Fine. Nope. Which, by the way, you know what that means, right? You know what they're doing at Saudi Arabia. Goldberg? Yes. The well, the only, only other, logical Well, the only other thing I was going to say is either that or they make Seth fight him after the chamber just to solidify the uh, babyface turn. I could see that. If they say, yeah, you can have a rematch, it's right after the elimination chamber. After you lose, you know, you're dead laying there in the ring after you lose. And then, although there's a lot, it's very convoluted because there's so many say, people. Then why Seth, Seth should just go one-on-one with the man he just beat rather than uh, right. that. I mean, I, I got. It's Goldberg. It's got to be Goldberg. You think, you think it's going to be Roman Goldberg? Yes. I mean, it almost, to Aaron's point, it, it almost has to be. And he's right? got one match left, right? And honestly, I'm okay. Other than the fact that they well, they set never up, did it. They never ended up yeah, doing. Yeah. Other it, right? than the fact that they set up the Seth match, if they had just had Roman go over and didn't set up the Seth match, I'd honestly have very little problem with. And it. by the way, even everything about God, I don't want to. Are, are we? Let's let's just go. We're all, we're all over the place already. We can just keep going. Everything about that, like Brandon, you were trying to defend it. That's indefensible. I it was. I it's indefensible it. what they did there. It is utterly and completely indefensible because. They immediately afterwards started having the announcers talk about how understandable it would be for Roman to snap. Given everything he's been through, you know, you can certainly understand why he couldn't take it anymore. It's indefensible what they did because it goes back to protecting the idea that Roman's not really a heel. That they don't want you to think he's a heel. And if you're going to do that, you have to go down that road. You have to lean into, this is what heels do. But 10 seconds later, it was, look, you know, I mean, I, Seth Rollins yeah, provoked but, him. And, but you and have to understand, the other guy's a heel too. So that's some of what that makes it so Seth. indefensible. It's all indefensible. No, what I'm saying is they're trying to say, Hey, well, this guy's being an asshole, but the other guy was also an asshole. It's it's like they were stuck there because like, well, what do you do? Do you say what a what a piece of shit if you're not really turning Seth right now? This is what makes it all so indefensible, <laughs> Brandon. Like there's nothing about it that does no, if anything. The announcers didn't talk at all. The match was wonderful. I I liked everything about it. I liked the way it ended. 
them talking and doing all this other shit, this is extra. I'm just saying, as a person watching a match, I was entertained by it. I actually, you know, lost my sense of belief for a second, thinking Seth could actually win. And that goes back to what Aaron always says about Roman being so good um, on these false finishes. I thought that the two performers put on a hell of a match, and then, you know, the rest happened. Well, yes, it was a great match before the finish. I mean, I, that's where I am. The, the finish is fine if you're. I'm not okay with do. Again, we we don't think they're gonna. You know, obviously, it looks like we're going on other things, so it's a little tricky to do that finish when Seth Rollins is gonna go on the Raw and be like, "Yeah, but I don't care about that anymore." Like that's it's what insane. Makes it bad. That's what makes it bad for me. I, in but the, the moment, only thing that makes fun. it the only thing that makes it good if it's a, a direct face turn for Seth. Right. That's the right. only thing that can make it good. You're suggesting it's fine, but it, it can only be fine in context. The context problematic isn't what happened on Raw. It's that they were going to need Raw in order to make it reasonable. They did a bad finish to that match. It was bad, and they compounded the bad by immediately afterwards trying to protect both people in these dumb characters that shouldn't have been having a match like this to begin with. This was all bad with no with a pointless direction to all of it the the performances to your point absolutely it's seth rollins and roman reigns of course the performances were going to be great of course we were going to get great performances from those two but none of it ever made sense other than well we got to do seth rollins and roman reigns well let's just do it now that's the only context in which any of this made any sense, and it was very clue or very clear they didn't know what they were doing. They're just doing it for the sake of doing it, which is kind of the story of WWE and what I keep talking about with this face heel thing. You have a very clear moment to do something here. You have a clear opportunity to to flip Seth, to have a light switch go off in his head and say, you know what, I have been an a-hole, I have been a jerk, all of those things, and to redefine Roman as a strong heel going into a WrestleMania match with the guy that you're trying to convince us is your top face. You have this opportunity, but immediately (laughs) afterwards, you say, nah, we're not going to do that because we don't do faces and heels. Yeah. I mean, like I said, once once I got to Raw, it, it definitely uh, I was uh, I said, okay, well now I stand corrected about what happened yes on Saturday. But in the moment, I really enjoyed what was going. But again, it gives you, it makes you wanting something next. And if there's no something next, like we said in the past with the Finn Balor thing, ultimately Aaron was completely right about that. Um, it was a, it was nothing. It was a complete nothing. And we were trying to give them a minute to follow it up, and they fucking did. Or sorry, they did not. And uh, so Aaron was right, you know. But like, again, in the moment watching it, I was really into what they did with uh, Seth and, and Roman. And frankly, the whole show was downhill from there after that. Pretty much. I will right. say this though, I do. But you know, if we're going to move on to something else, I do want to mention that I did. So my brother, there was a match that my brother told me he thought was the best match of the night. And no, he loved that too, though. It happened to be a match that I was kind of making fun of on text message with the two of you. And so I saw a couple other reports that also said, what a match from Becky and Becky Lynch and Dewdrop. I went back and watched the match and I was completely wrong about that match. It was a very good match. I think there was a couple of things happening. I was tired. 
there was other crappy stuff that happened in the show. It was positioned horribly in the show. Mm-hmm. And on top of that, the WrestleMania sign caught on fire. Yeah. Was, so the crowd was dead. The crowd was dead. The well, and, and you, had you two, go back and watch that and, match. Sure. And it's the a very good. And match. the inter- had two heels, one that people didn't yeah. really care about that much. Right. No, I, I think they kind of tried to make Dewdrop a face again, but yeah, pretty much. Uh, I mean, it might have been a wonderful match. I'm never going to go back and rewatch it. I don't have the time or the energy to go back and I do that. I just couldn't believe how many people were were praising that match and saying that it was like the bright spot of the show and the, all this it, stuff. And and it I, wasn't just, the crowd wasn't the only problem. The internet was distracted. Like we the yes. internet could Ra- not because of Ronda and the Women's Rumble. Exactly. Right? And then the sign catching on fire. You know, like right, 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 we, right. everybody was distracted and unable to put any focus on again a match that they just didn't care about that w- that was existing for the sake of it existing. Um, you couldn't get people to put energy back into this was their opportunity to, to vent, to get their bitching out, to look at these like silly pictures and make fun of the sign catching on fire and all that, and then yeah. get back to me when something that matters is going to happen again. It, you might be 100% correct. And I did see some of the same things that was good match. They, and They're two great wrestlers. No, like, that's right. not surprising that they put on a great match. Of course. But it, unfortunately, all of all of the other circumstances make it so that, like, it's very difficult for me to go back and say, man, we really need to spend time praising this. Like, it almost makes it more shameful that they ruined what was apparently a very good match. Um, it's just what it is. It's just what it is. I, I guess let's go ahead and talk about Ronda and let's go ahead and talk about the Women's Rumble. And 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 I think there's a really important context of, of what's made it bad because obviously it's going to lean in you know what's funny, Brandon? You thought the final segment was worse than I did on Monday night. But that's not because I thought it was good. Like, No, I didn't think the segment was bad. It's what the segment introduced, introduced to us. I mean, th- there's problems. There's no question about that. But <laughs> that's a, I, I just meant that we're getting that right, match. Right, right. Okay. So, well, but well, again, it's Saudi Arabia and, and right we, before Mania, so I almost give that a pass. There was nothing wrong with the segment. I had no problem with it. It was, it was just what, what the segment gave to us. Um, in, in these, in, in bizarro world, right? Like as Aaron points out, we have, we have done our best to to try to create a scenario where like what happens in Saudi Arabia isn't real. So let's try to be less offended by it than we, but you know, that's when Goldberg brings the title and and that's what's been complicated (laughs) by the fact that they've tried to make it a bit too real on too many occasions, right? Like they've. Once everybody figured out that what happened in Saudi Arabia wasn't real, well, now we need to make it real. We need to, it's, there's so many problems and so many layers to it. I can't, I can't uncover it. Lita was not. Lita was effective um, in that segment, frankly. Yes, like, very much so. Lita was quite effective. I don't really know what she has to offer. If we acknowledge this is a one-time thing that's only happening because it's Saudi Arabia, fine. You know, like fine. It's not good, but fine. Mm-hmm. The problem in that segment had nothing to do with Lita. Lita was by far the best part of that segment. Yes. We need to acknowledge what the problem is right now. Ronda Rousey ain't interesting in any way. She's she's just famous. That's it. She's not interesting. We're past the part where it was shocking that she was in WWE. We're past the part that we were shocked by how good she was as a performer when she first got to WWE. She wasn't very good in the Royal Rumble. She no, she was no. she was bad. She was painfully uninteresting. She was awful during the course of the Royal Rumble. She her her I'm going to be stoic as I come out here because I, my character is just I'm important 
fell utterly flat on Monday night. She was not interesting. Yes, it was more problematic that she was out there to make an announcement that she wasn't announcing. Like that, that, that doubles down on how bad it was. Um, Rhonda is a problem now. She's not inspired. She's not there to prove something. She's there apparently to collect a paycheck, or at least that's what she's pointing, putting off at this point. And that brings everything down with her. There is a huge Rhonda problem based on what we've seen in the first week. Yeah, it's it, it's a really a shame. As good as she was the first time around, she's equally as bad, if not worse. You know, a, a, a completely a complete 180. Um, from what the feeling that you had the first time when she was said, I will say this, and, and I don't know what is being engineered here. Like if, if, if they've decided they sat in a ring and by the way, if we're getting Charlotte and Rhonda, um, at WrestleMania, which it, it seems like that's what we're getting yes. or, or some semblance, yes. maybe a rematch of the previous main event or whatever. But like, if, if we're getting that, like. I don't know how effective it is for her to be this version of her. Um, if you remember, like near the end of her run, they decided she had to have this. And again, and with respect to the conversation we've been having every week, I'm going to say lean heel um, version of her because you had Becky there. Right. And so, so they had this lean heel version of her, which is the version that looks like we have right now, at least at the moment. And that version to me always sucked. I never bought into it isn't believable to me that she doesn't want people to cheer for her. That um, that, that I, part is not believable to I, me. that she doesn't like it's two different things. It's like as a performer wanting I don't know, it just doesn't look like it looks like she legitimately is bothered by people booing. Like and she's trying to perform like I don't care what you think, blah, blah, blah. But like her, I, I don't know. Everything about doesn't... what we know of her persona is sort of, it's, it's the, it's the, it's Patrick Mahomes wife. It's the, you right. should just care about me because I'm right. me. Yeah. Right. I, I want you to cheer. You know, remember towards the, towards the end of that run, she was doing those interviews where it's like, she was criticizing the fans for starting yes. to boo her or whatever. And they tried but, to make that her character. Remember? Right. It was awful. Yes. Yes. And, and that is not the ver like the if they somehow could bottle up the version of Rhonda we got the first few months and 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 somehow replicate like that's who you need right now. Well, I worry Otherwise, she I, shouldn't be. I worry that's impossible. And yeah. I worry it's impossible because I think part of what that was was it was a phenomenon. It was a phenomenon you know we were we all really were blown away by how good Bad Bunny was as a professional wrestler, right? But do we really want another Bad Bunny run at this point? Yes, I do. You do? I thought he was great in the run. He was great. I agree with that. But I, I yeah, think there's yeah, a. I do. I would. I would. Okay. I would. I, would put I have him... no problem with another mixed tag match. That, I don't. That, I don't something want like that. That's what I'm saying. I don't want. Though. I don't want him out there week in and week out because it no, takes away from like, what if makes you did a it work. With Sheamus. But this that is would be great. If it's a one-time thing at WrestleMania, my point being, like the Ronda thing was a phenomenon. Because again, we were blown away. One that she was there, like she's a she's a legitimately big star who's there. And two, we were blown away by her appearing to care and wanting to be good and and That's leaning into the Roddy Piper. Like that was what caught us off guard and made us interested. Was like, wow, this is dope. Like she's really here to be here. And at some point, her natural persona starts coming out, which is. 
I should just matter because I matter. Like, it, it shouldn't matter what I do. It shouldn't matter whether I work hard. It should, it should just be that I matter because I matter, which is this, I hate using the term millennial because I don't know what it is anymore. anymore. It's what I said about th- that, that tweet that Patrick Mahomes' wife sent last week was so telling because it speaks to an entire, you don't understand, I matter. I get Twitter engagements. I matter. You should be grateful to be around me, and what I do or do not do doesn't matter. I matter. So anything I do, that's what matters because I'm the one doing it, and you should be grateful to be able to experience it. And that's the way that Ronda Rousey comes across, which is why I think this character actually is the best thing you can get from her is because I think it's the closest to who she is. I you could probably lean more into her as a heel. I don't think there's a something particularly likable about Ronda Rousey. Like, have you watched her videos online? She's not a likable person. Um, yeah. She's an extremist. She's she's nuts. She's like, there's a lot of things there. Um, she's not likable in any way. Now we've already done. We're, we're not shocked that Ronda Rousey is there. We've done that before. Now you actually have to be good in order for us to embrace you and. If you want to say that's the most disappointing part, was she was really good when she first got there, and this was was cr- yeah. just crap. It's 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 very disappointing. It's it's still a mistake, you know. Th- from a business standpoint, this is this is seeing what's directly in front of you and not seeing a big picture. It's still a mistake to have her win the Royal Rumble because she doesn't need to. Ronda Rousey doesn't need to win the Royal Rumble. You don't have to do that. She's Ronda Rousey. You can do whatever you want to do with her. It's nonsense. For the the sake of the business, Bianca Belair was always the answer because you needed to elevate her the way that we talked about. You needed to put her in that stratosphere of she's a main eventer. She's a superstar. She's beyond just being the woman of the moment. She is elevated in a certain way. Ronda Rousey doesn't need that in any capacity. And it's embarrassing to the Royal Rumble and to the business that you feel like you have to do that just because she's there. Well, if she's there, she's got to win. No, she doesn't have to win. Nobody has to win just because they're there. Beth Phoenix doesn't have to win because she's there. Nobody has to win because they're there. You have to do the things that make the most sense for professional wrestling. And this, combined with how bad she is at the moment, and I hope that changes, like I hope... Shake off the rust. Right. Whatever it is. I, I hope that they find something there in the coming weeks. But this is atrocious. It's 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 a combination of atrocious things. Having her win terribly uninspired in the Royal Rumble. You you got an image, but just an image. There wasn't a moment. There was no feel to Ronda Rousey winning the Royal Rumble. Not whatsoever. Also, having her dump Charlotte was a weird decision. <sighs> Why? Just at Like... Why are we, you know, like the the final two showdown, at least with Brock and Drew, you're like, okay, here's a clash of the Titans with that one. It was like, so we're doing this just so we can run it back at me. Like, I didn't understand. I mean, I didn't understand the purpose of Charlotte in the rumble other than they needed bodies in the first place. I especially didn't understand having Charlotte be the one at the end there. Do you think Charlotte potentially was a backup plan in case the Rousey thing, maybe the Rousey thing was uh, closing late and, they didn't know if she would agree or whatever, and so if Rousey, I, I hope I hope not because I think the the only I thing suspect, worse than having Ronda win would have been having Charlotte win. I think that would but, have been but, worse. But like now that we know who won, and now that we know what they want to do at WrestleMania, what if they said, 
we don't know if Ronda will be ready yet. So put oh, Charlotte in there. we want to have Charlotte pick her. No, I, in that case, I would have said go with Bianca. I, I think, by the way, uh, that, that goes, no, wait, in every case, go with Bianca. Yeah, but, no, no, I, but I, I think, I think it goes want, back to my point. To tell me that Bianca could use a, a true, like, the, the Kofi or the Daniel Bryan built to WrestleMania where she has to overcome everything to get sure. this, to finally get this title. Shot. I think there is week. actually yeah. a logical, like you can make that argument. Why? I absolutely, because I think that that's something that could be almost better for Bianca. It's to more have effective this, than the Royal Rumble. I, I, I don't think that. Two month build where she's I'm, overcoming everything I'm, along I'm, the way. I'm, I'm, I'm in complete disagreement with that. Nothing about Bianca is is Dan, and Daniel Bryan are similar. Nothing, frankly, about Bianca and Kofi Kingston. Bianca is a physical force. She is overwhelming. She is should be dominant I think in he that means division. Just like people putting things in her way. But that, she I, just keeps... I, I, exactly. But but that's what. But that's almost what I'm saying is she is such a force. She is so dominating that to make her. If we want this to I, be, I, I'm being honest, moment with, but, of moments yeah. to, to really chase Becky to get everybody on her but, side. But I think you could use it's two that different. Part. It's two different storylines. Bianca and Becky is already written. The opponents were irrelevant for Daniel Bryan and Kofi Kingston. The stories were about them. They were having their moment. Becky's Becky is what Bianca has to do. That's why this is so important. It's got to be Becky versus Bianca. Yes. It can't be Bianca overcoming someone else. It's no. the story's not about Bianca. It's about what she does to get her comeuppance against Becky. And winning the Royal Rumble is proving her dominance. I'm this good. What happened that night was a fluke. I'm this good. And that's who Bianca is supposed to be. I completely, utterly, 100% disagree. And you actually made the best point of points, which is you're elevating her by having her win a second Royal Rumble, which is something people don't do. It's But if Raw, you were going to have Ronda as the person out there, then you'd lose that moment. What? If you were going to focus on Ronda on like, Raw... Like, because like what he's saying is, if she won the Rumble, but Ronda was still in play to do this other match... And she comes out on Raw, it wouldn't matter the, that she won the Rumble. But they're doing Ronda Charlotte. Why would they I have Ronda? Because they are, they have Ronda on Raw. Yeah, they're, right. But they can wanted to have her on Raw. Right. That's what this is the problem. <laughs> like this is the inherent problem. I, is, I understand that, but I almost, but like I said, I think it's almost more beneficial for Bianca once we get this choosing on Friday for Bianca to spend the next six weeks proving that instead of the one moment, she, what, which I, don't, I think would have been overshadowed. What does Bianca still weeks, need to prove? I mean, she's not Becky. As this moment, she's not Becky. Right? What else does so she need I think to prove? If she is the focus of Raw for the next six weeks and not I picked this two months before. Becky literally handpicked Bianca as her next opponent by saying, You're the one I'm afraid of, and I'm going to screw you out of winning a match. There's literally yeah. nothing left to do. They, exactly. they, by the way, by the way, can can continue to screw her for yeah. the next six weeks. Uh, we I don't know that out last week. I think we all agreed that that would be. I, I'm going to tell you that would be the most annoying storyline they could do. Like that, it would be so utterly disrespectful to Bianca as a character. I, I'm I'm befuddled by why it's being suggested. This is these are so drastically different things. This is not the crowd getting behind someone and saying we think the character has been portrayed. You are. Becky Lynch is terrified of Bianca Belair. Yes. So She's I, I'm terrified, of her, terrified of her for the next six weeks. So she would do anything she could to not have to face her. Yeah, I, I, that's the whole story. If what you're saying is it's just Becky constantly screwing Bianca, that's a lot different than Bianca having to prove something. Well, that's then, that's what we. No, said those are that, I mean, no, no, no. Those I are two said. very different okay, things. Fine. He's fine, saying fine. something else. 
I mean, okay, by when I say prove, I mean she finally earns 100% no, she has to overcome titles. a million obstacles not prove the, 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 whoa, yes. you're, you're still you're, yes. there's a okay, there are really different things okay if, fine, okay fine you're when i say prove i just mean like 100% earn it no question about it as becky but that's our, that that, that you're still saying the wrong thing that's already taken care of she's 100% no, no, no. earned it hold on let's stop here the story is she deserves it but she keeps not getting it for x y or z reason well, no for so one she, reason because right. becky okay. stops her that's it. No, but I'm saying X, Y, or Z reason, mean, meaning Becky stops her in multiple different ways or whatever. You know, like there's a match for contenders. She makes sure she doesn't win. There, you know, she makes sure she doesn't make it to the ring. Whatever the freak it is, you know what I mean? But like, um, and, and by the way, in the context of there's still two months until WrestleMania, so we gotta we gotta do something in order to get there. Sure, yes. go ahead and do that. But it's completely unnecessary. There's no need for any of this. The announcement has already been made. The moment you had Becky in that match single-handedly choose to screw over yes. one of them, you declared who it was that Becky Correct. needed to face. It's yes. over. There is no more of it. We don't need more. We know who the heel is. We know who the face is. We don't need to do anything more here. If you want to, for the sake of we got to spend two months doing something, Sure, go right ahead, but it is by no means necessary, and it's not close to being as good as having her win the Royal Rumble. It's not in the stratosphere of being as helpful as having her win the Royal Rumble. It's not, there's no comparison between those things. Well, then wouldn't you argue the Royal Rumble is unnecessary as well? No, because the Royal Rumble established winning the Royal Rumble no, is no you longer. Just, you just, but you just. No, no, no. I it's, mean, no, you know. You just it's said be, they already, I already just, know the match. What Aaron just said is what makes it matter. Aaron brought up the point that Hold nobody wins two Royal Rumbles. That's what makes it back matter. Right. It's that you're now doing something that no one else has done. It's creating your place in a stratosphere that goes beyond. Yes, it's already a, a given that we know that Bianca faces Becky at WrestleMania. But winning the Royal Rumble is no longer just about getting the match at WrestleMania. When you're winning back-to-back -back Royal Rumbles, it's announcing you are the star of stars. But then they have to treat her like the star of stars, which they weren't going to do. It, again, to your point of, well, if, it, if they weren't going to do it, then it doesn't matter. I, then nothing matters. You know what I mean? Like, then we can't have a conversation because ultimately, at the end of the day, it, it's utterly and completely irrelevant. We have to be able to say, this doesn't help. This is, you're not getting anything from this. There's, it's bad. It's flatly bad. And un. It, unnecessary begins it it's flatly bad in execution so far to this point do i think that charlotte flair is so good that even if ronda rousey doesn't pull her up that you're going to get a meaningful thing at wrestlemania i do that's how good charlotte flair is i think that even if ronda rousey is this uninspired as a performer charlotte flair can get her there because charlotte flair's that effing good at what she does but this ronda rousey this ain't worth anything i mean this is awful yeah if it's this ronda rousey then honestly like find a way to injure injure her before like right. get her out of mania this or is... at the very least if you have to do mania at this point make that the end i don't want to see well yeah I mean, or or just have her disappear for a little while until you get to, to wrestlemania right like make that part of her character is i don't need to show up in podunksville you know like i'll i'll see you at wrestlemania um, yeah you you then have a problem with like I mean, I think you're going to have this problem anyways as this plays out, but I mean, and and they don't really care. But like, what's the reception to Charlotte versus Ronda if it's this? The last thing we saw of Ronda was this. 
What's going to the reception be if she right. sucks if, for if, two if, months? If she's not any better. I mean, you just right. hope she gets better. I, I, I don't know, man. Like, I, I don't know. I really don't. But I, it's also it's abundantly clear they don't care. They don't care whatsoever. All right, uh, quickly, because we got to get to AEW, and, and we got Taya Valkyrie coming up here in a minute, and I, I don't want to go for two hours. Um, anything else WWE-wise that we have to cover? Uh, so. Not really. Okay. Kind of covered the weirdness. <laughs> all, right. all right, very good. Um, I, I hate the fact that we got to do good and bad, right? Because I, I wish that I could just come on here and praise that while, yes, it ran too long and it was a, a bit over the top, they they did the thing that so rarely happens anymore in pro wrestling. They at least got it right at the end. At least yeah. at the end of the night, MJF beating CM Punk in Chicago was what they needed to end that show with. Does it is it problematic because you know the way they did it means that ultimately they're going to let CM Punk go over in the end? Yes, that's problematic, and we can address that when we need to address it. But the only thing that was interesting about that that could happen, particularly once they decided it was going to Chicago, the only way it could be compelling is for them to get it right and have MJF win. So was it messy? Was it, you know, a lot of people pointed out how long the match was. It was very long. It, and, it was long. I, I actually did appreciate the, the kind of turning the dusty finish on its head. I actually kind of appreciated I, I that. I did, except for the fact that, like, there was so much time left in the show that, like, you knew it. You know what I mean? Like, Fair, but just in general. Well, but you, you knew that there was going to be a dusty finish. You didn't know that it, whether it was going to be a dusty finish to let Punk win, though. Sure, okay, that's fine. Okay. Yeah, um, I, I said, right. like, I appreciate, like, how often do they do that? Yeah, okay, that's fair. Where, where it just leaves the same person winning anyway in, yeah. in a different dastardly way. Um Okay, yeah, there's something to be said for that. I'm not going to disagree with that. They got it right. Ultimately, they got it right. And that deserves credit and it deserves praise. And when you get something right and you do good business, you should be honored for doing good business. And they did good business last night. And the best thing they can do at this point is separate. Uh, Get to the story you need to tell with MJF and Wardlow now. Like, get away from CM Punk. They're clearly not going to do that. They've got a pay-per-view coming up, and it's pretty clear at this point, right, that it's just going to be the two of them going at it again because CM Punk won in a dirty way. Am I, that, that, that's obvious, right? It's... I assume, I you know, the question about the Wardlow thing is, you know, how much longer they string it out now after, you know, what we saw this week. I, I really thought when Wardlow was coming out, that was going to be the way CM Punk ends up winning. Yep. Um, so so that that's kind of the, the looming question right now is, is this going to be something where they – you know, really drag out with Wardlow now. Are we now not looking till them facing till God, you know, all Memorial out Day, in right? September. Yeah. Oh, you're going that far. Jeez. Oh, wow. yeah. No, no. Yeah. I'm going, I'm wondering now, are, is this going to end up being like, we're going to really. I, I think the more work. likely scenario now is that Wardlow screws him at the Feb. At, w- w- when is the next pay per view? What week is it? It's. Uh, I want to say it's the. F- First week in March. March that they that they have Wardlow screw him at the March pay per view to help CM Punk win and then and then MJF faces him at the the May pay per view is is what I think at this point is most likely, but they shouldn't yeah, do March that. March sixth, by the way. March sixth. They they should they should just move on from this. They should move on. They did as as we talked about last week. It was we were growing weary at that point. It it was it was becoming an issue. They got to finish. Let's leave it there. With the ability that if if you need to or you want to down the road, you can come back to it based on how MJF won the match. But I would not do it again at the pay-per-view. I would leave it alone. I don't trust them to do it that way. Yeah, I mean, right now it should be, all right, MJF overcame CM Punk. Adam Page is now directly in his sights. 
Yeah, a hundred percent. Whether that's for March or whether they hold. Well, off I mean, the for problem is now, like, can do you have enough time to do that? You're still dragging right. out, well, which, is, which is why I think double or nothing. Right. I think at this point, yes, MJF versus that Adam Page should one hundred percent be happening Memorial Day weekend. I one one thousand percent agree that that's where you should be headed. The problem is, what are you doing at the pay per view with Adam Page in the meantime? Archer at the pay-per-view. Well, you're doing Archer next week so in a Texas Archer death match. Yeah, I'm going to do it. Uh, yeah. Um, Moxley? Yeah. I mean, for the sake of doing yeah. it, I guess. Yeah, you're, you're you're kind of doing which. By the way, I also like that segment as well, if we're talking about the good and bad. Yeah, I, I mean, and that probably announces, who that, that probably it, it takes Moxley out of the equation, because right, presumably right. that makes it Moxley and Danielson at the pay-per-view. Right. Um, and by, by the way, I hope they, they string that out. Like, let the will they won't they for a few weeks before kind of pulling that trigger. Either that or let them do the tag team thing and then pull the trigger. Right. <laughs> I mean, you got you only got four pay-per-views a year. Like, why not give them a match versus the Bucks or whatever, you know? Um I don't know, man. Who who <laughs> this is always the problem, right? Well, like, this is this is the problem with how they treat their pay-per-views. Is that you just so regularly get something that doesn't like to be fair, even after next week, you still have Three weeks, which is I don't I I got nothing. I really do. I got nothing. Yeah, on the, this. Only thing, the only thing that can here's the thing. Oh, it's Adam Cole, right? That's the answer, isn't it? The answer is the answer is Adam Cole. Yeah, because that's why promo. That's why he cut that promo. Yeah. he cut that promo because they're going to slide him in and they're going to have him get the match at the pay per view. And, and, and you have enough of a backstory there that you don't really it's, have to go. Still, deep I'm into fine it. with that. I'm yeah, fine. I'm fine with it. And you can say it's better than some of the other things d- they've done, but it's still part of the problem that here we are. I mean, what what is next Wednesday's date? The ninth. The ninth, and but this is the shortest month of the year, right? So. Like so there's three weeks in between the, the yeah you got you got three, three yeah. weeks to tell this story and that's that's you should have whatever this little excursion was with Lance Archer should have been wrapped up two weeks ago. Right. Um, well, plus add to it that half of that promo was him talking about how he lost last week. That that's the bigger problem, and to that me it is. doesn't count. Yeah, <laughs> he should have just came on and said not, well, nothing about that, he, or he should have won. Well, yeah. a they shouldn't have done it, and b. If you did it, if you did it and your lame excuses, well, it's lights out, whatever, then don't come on this week and talk for 20 seconds about how you lost, but it doesn't count. Like, just ignore it. Like, just talk about what you're doing now. Like, yeah, I'm actually okay with the idea of like, if you're building a three week thing, all you have to do is throw one video, do one promo, one video package. It's like, they literally joined the Bullet Club together. These guys went the road together. This is, you know, and then went their separate ways or whatever. Like, it's an easy, three-week sell i think you can tell a story really quickly but it's such a sudden shift and that's the thing it's and it's it's very again if this was the first time they'd ever done that we wouldn't feel about it the same way the problem is it's historically what they do with pay-per-view title matches is they've got two all time that were really good and the rest of them were forced that's that ain't that ain't good jack like it just ain't good that's the way that it goes. Um, but again, in that, with that context, this would definitely still be better than a lot of things they've done in pay-per-view title matches. So, sure, sure, they'll just go ahead and do it anyway. Um, I, I, I don't know what else there is to say. It's the I'm gonna. It's the first time I've used this word. That was repugnant television last night. It wasn't bad business. It wasn't. 
bad characters. It was repugnant television. It was the first time in a long time that I've been offended, flatly offended, by watching professional wrestling. That... There's been so much bad that it becomes hard to separate the bad from the bad. Anything related to Cody Rhodes. That was bad. I can't believe they decided to make it worse. I can't believe that the answer was, let's just acknowledge how bad it is and see if we can find a new depth. That was some of the most offensive television I've ever seen in my life anywhere i I, i'm i couldn't the the words that came out of my mouth were that was abhorrent it was abhorrent that segment it was detestable it was i can't watching rob van dam have a championship threesome (laughs) on impact (laughs) wrestling was a thousand times better than watching that segment i have no earthly idea what the thought process is when that was conceived for someone to say yeah go ahead and do that unfathomable that that was presented honest to god to the point where like if i'm involved at turner television it would be the time that i would step in and say never again we're not going to be this you want to do that you do it on your stupid YouTube channel. You do it wherever you want to do it, but you don't do it on this television network. It, that was so bad that I almost thought it was a bit for the reality show. It's it's one of those things where, like, everything we've always said about Cody's promos and, and you know, the, particularly the bad ones, it's like, okay, he's completely wrong with it. But, you know, like, like the Anthony Agogo thing, completely wrong, completely terrible, completely awful in every way. But, like, I understood what they were trying to do there. Like, it was stupid. It was terrible. But I at least see, oh, they're just trying to make him a patriotic face. Okay, it's stupid, ridiculous, but whatever. I don't even understand the point of this one. It it, it was on every level. To your point, like, if we wanted to unpack it, you could say, we're trying to make Brandy sympathetic, and literally the only way that we can do it is by trying to create the most repugnant concept we could come up with. But you're but not she trying to do about that. Like Correct. She, she it, insulted the fans. It, it wasn't, and it wasn't funny. It wasn't like it made it so much worse, right? That I, I said last week, the CM Punk thing was a problem. Trying to pretend like Cleveland and, and Chicago, this wasn't even like a good insult. Like this wasn't even. Oh, you guys are just a second-rate Cleveland or something like that. This was nothing. <laughs> like this was just a what's up? It came off like she screwed up and was trying to fix it somehow. And it, I, I don't know. I've seen television, man. I, I've watched a lot of things. I watched Tom Green doing an hour about his testicles once. Like I've seen a lot of things on TV. I've never seen anything that made me sit there and say, what in the F is going on the way that that did? It, it was just, I mean, I'm, I'm honestly shocked we've been able to talk about this much because it's just, there's nothing, there's nothing to unpack. It was just bad in every single fathomable way. It, it was, it was a, it was, it was conceived poorly and somehow executed worse than that. Um, 
Made Dan I, Lambert a face somehow. And like acknowledged it and yet still. I, I got nothing. I got uh, nothing. Uh, I'm such a piece of shit that you and like, that you love me because you're even worse. I, I've got that, I've got nothing. I mean, I, I I to some extent, I think the concept involves acknowledging that like AEW fan, you guys are smarter. So we're telling you, we we it's what I keep saying. We hear you. We hear you. But come on back to us. This. It's the worst thing. It's I, I, and again, it's I don't know how that can be the standard. I don't know how it can be the standard because there's been so much. There have been twenty times that we've reacted like this to a Cody Rhodes involved segment in in AEW, and yet somehow I am one thousand percent convinced this is worse than the others. This is the worst thing I've ever seen on television. Whatever that segment was, I. I can't believe it's still available on the internet. I can't believe that someone didn't sit back and say, oh, guys, you know what? In theory, I thought that was something different than what it was. When I saw it, it was terrible. We got to pull it down, man. Like, we can't have people share this. We can't have this exist as something that you're getting on AEW television. Um, I mean, is part of it that they know their fans like stuff like this? What? What do you mean? I don't like think they it? Did. I, I've seen nothing but badness about yeah, it. from the diehard. They were cheering for Dan Lambert and the stuff that he would but, say, and they'd but go, you, you "Oh, had to, like you're you weren't just gonna you're not gonna get a crowd sitting on their hands, so you kind of almost have to have something happen." Aye, but I, like, oh, just, th- this was one of those things. Like, you're not. This isn't one of those things where some people are hating it, some people are lo- no, no. Nope. Everyone hated it. Reviled. I mean, just absolutely uh, repugnant. Rep- Pugnant television, what they produced there. Um, what else for me? I mean, obviously, Aaron, to your point, yes, the the the, the Daniel Bryanson or the Daniel Bryan. God, what is that? <laughs> the Brian Danielson, uh, John Moxley thing worked. It 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 one hundred percent worked. It, which is which is funny because I would have argued right up until that moment that the match and all of the silliness surrounding the match didn't work. It it fell back into we have so many people, we feel like we have to do something with them. And ultimately, like, it's just too much. You're 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 doing too many things at once. What and match are we talking about? The match that before the Moxley, the Moxley, match. Match. Oh, Mox- yeah. Moxley, Utah match, where yeah. you've got Danhausen popping out, and you got there's just so much going on there that at some point I'm like, I, I, what were you trying to accomplish with this? And you saved it by getting back to. I can come away with it. it. You just wanted there to be John Moxley match for the sake of having John Moxley out there to set up whatever it was that you were doing next. And, and I think the original plan was with Kendrick, obviously, and they were going to play off of the, you know, Danielson Kendrick being friends for so long and stuff, right. and then that blew up. So, yeah. I mean, by the way, they, they somehow managed to make that only the second worst thing they did this week. <laughs> Jesus. Like, maybe that was the point. Maybe people stop talking about Brian Kendrick if we produce the single <laughs> worst segment in television history. Maybe that's how we get people to stop caring about Brian Kendrick. Oh, this is bad. Uh, anything else AW-wise that we need to cover? Not really. Those were kind of the three main polls of the uh, show. All right, very good. Let's uh, let's let's chat with Ty, Ty Valkyrie. How about that? Well, a pleasure now to be joined here on Jobbing Out by someone who will be right here in our neck of the woods later on this week as literally Baltimore is becoming like the center of the professional wrestling universe for Baltimore Celeb Fest 3 this weekend, and it includes the Great 8's stable 
I cannot believe that this is real. You can meet all of these. If, if you're a particularly big fan of female wrestling, you can meet the following, all for one price. I'm going to give you this list. Thunder Rosa, The Beautiful People, Diamante, Serena Deeb, Kiera Hogan, Tasha Steeles, and our next guest, Taya Valkyrie, who joins us now here on Jobbing Out. Taya, it's Glenn and Brandon. It's so great to chat with you. Thank you for taking a couple of minutes for us. Of course. I'm so excited to speak to you guys. Thanks for inviting me on your show, and I'm super excited for next weekend. Dude, it is. I'm blown away. <laughs> wow. I think everybody is going to be here this weekend. It is insane. Yeah. You um, need to realize how many people are going to be I, like, I keep looking at the list like, holy hell, how is this one <laughs> event? Like, how is yes. this possible? Uh, I want you guys right now to go to great8smemorabilia.com. That's with the number 8, great8smemorabilia.com. And that, that group, that stable, the ladies of the Great 8 stable, photos and autographs with all 8 for just $300. I have done this for a very long time. You cannot get that price for something like this. So go take no, advantage it's, it's of it. it's unreal. You can get way more for your dollar if you, but, you know, get the combo and come meet every single one of us. That's awesome. Ty, <laughs> it's so great to chat with you. I love to start these whenever an event like this is coming up. I want to do do's or don'ts, right? Like, particularly, uh, I like doing this with the, with the, the female wrestlers because um, you probably met a few um, mm, creeps, I think is the word over the years. <laughs> <laughs> um, we're professional yeah, wrestling fans. Yeah. Yeah. You said it, not me. No, so. I, oh, I'm happy to say it. I, 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 I can smell my own. Uh, <laughs> um, You've met some people that probably forgot to say, like, put on deodorant on the day of an event, or yeah. were a little bit too close, and and, yes. and things like Give me the do's and don'ts. When you come hang out this weekend, do say hello, do talk to me about this, do that, but maybe don't do this, because right. it'll rub yeah. me the wrong way. Get, run me through that. Um, all right, so the, the, the don'ts, you know, don't come in if you haven't you know, taking a shower. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Don't be, don't be rude and don't be, you know, intrusive of people's personal space or, you know, ask them questions that you think might make someone uncomfortable. But the do's are, do say hi, do come in with a positive attitude. We are all so happy to be there and meet everybody, especially me after basically two years of being away from the indie hmm. wrestling scene. Hmm. So I want to get to know each and every one of you and just come in with a positive attitude and maybe bring me a sugar-free Red Bull. <laughs> uh, there you go. You, you'll, you'll make friends. You know, other people would say Oreos. I know the beautiful people are big Oreos fans. Um, yeah, like a sugar-free Red Bull or like, you know, a bottle of champagne, you're, you're always on my good side. <laughs> <laughs> that is tremendous. That is tremendous. Uh, Ty, you said you were away for two. Were you doing anything? I, I must have missed that. Were you? Wait, now, where? 2020, where? come on. <laughs> 2020 was COVID. So, uh, oh, obviously, I was, working right. for Impact, I was working for Impact Wrestling, but we were having zero interaction with fans because we were filming in front yep. of literally nobody. So, I didn't see anyone there, really. Yeah, and then the last year I was in WWE, no, I where I had no fan interactions as well. So for me, this is kind of like 2022 is about the rebirth of Taya Valkyrie. You know, homecoming. Like I'm just glad to be you know back with people, back where I belong, and I'm really looking forward to this weekend. Okay, let's talk about the character. Let's talk about Taya, right? Because yeah. obviously, for a little while there, you weren't Taya. What? Yeah, I, I'm just trying to ask this the, the right way. Do you find yourself saying, I, this, this is me. This is who I'm supposed to be as a professional wrestler. 
in comparison to when you were Frankie Monet, or are the characters more similar to you? They just happen to have different names. I think they're a lot more similar than people want to admit or say. I mean, fans are always going to not be happy. <laughs> no. Pro- wait, professional of, wrestling fans? So no. Yeah, so, I mean, I was used, I was, you know, I knew that people were going to be upset when I had to change my name and all that kind of stuff. But honestly, Frankie was just, you know, a different evolutionary version of Taya. And now Taya Valkyrie in 2022 is a version that's evolved past Frankie Monet. So I always try to bring something new, something different, but also that you still recognize me as being myself, you know, the passionate professional wrestler, entertainer, actress, and badass that you guys all know. Check, 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 check. We do know all of that is true. Um, Ty, you mentioned being back out, right? I know you already, you've already done AAA, correct? I have not gone yet. Not yet, but we okay. Have some, not yet. We, I was supposed to uh, this month, but due to you know protocol with COVID and stuff like that, uh, the show ended up getting moved. So things are going to be happening over the next couple of months. Okay, so take me through. Uh, we remember, um, like, Cody famously had his, like, checklist, right, all those a few years back. Do, mm-hmm. do you personally have a list of things that you haven't done that you desperately want to do? I don't know, you know, now it's the stuff that you want to do with John, for example. Like, are there things that you say now that you're back in this position? I, this is on my list. I need to check this off as I go through this over the next year, year and a half, two years, whatever it ends up being? Yeah, I mean, for me, forever, the dream was to be in WWE. And now I got there, I did it, I accomplished, I climbed to the top of the mountain. But, you know, I, it's almost like I have to find a new dream, if that makes any sense. Uh, so I'm just trying to, like, get my feet wet and figure this out. And, like, there's so many things that I still want to accomplish, from winning championships, being tag partners with John to facing people that we've never wrestled before, like a intergender match, you know, matchup uh, with like Britt Baker and Adam Cole, for oh. example. Oh. I would love to Stop. tag with my Lucha, my Lucha brothers. I just, there's so many cool first time matchups that haven't happened for us on both John and I's career. So I know that the next year, two, three, how many more are going to be full of surprises. I'm really excited that we get to tell our own story again. And I just know that there is a lot of really fun, cool shit that's going to happen over the next okay. few months. And I just can't wait for you guys to check it Hang out. Hang on a second. I, my friend Brandon. Uh, Brandon, how, how much money would you be willing to pay for that intergender tag match with Ty and John against Adam Cole and Britt Baker? Uh, all of it. Yes, I correct. mean, take all of it. That's <laughs> the correct number. There is no number we are unwilling to pay to see that happen at some point. Ty, are, are you a schemer? Are you someone who sets out, like, I need to start putting these things into motion? Or are you happy to sort of say, I'll let opportunities come to me as they do? Uh, I work in silence. Okay, okay. <laughs> There's always, I'm, always playing, I'm always playing the game and, you know, checking, figuring things out, and I think it's important. You know, like, I'm always thinking about creatively what I want to do next. I'm always thinking about how I want to look or how I want the story to be told or like planning seeds and like doing this and that. Like it's all about, you know, especially now like controlling my own narrative and figuring out what it is that's best for me and my family. So I just know that we have the talent, we have the drive, we have, you know, the look, we bring everything to the table. What we love to do is professional wrestling and that's what I want people to know. I'm here to work. I am here to you know, get you on your feet, screaming, booing, crying, whatever it is. But I am here to do that, and that's what you're going to see coming from me. 
Well, first, you're going to see it this weekend at Baltimore Celeb Fest yep. 3. Again, go to great8smemorabilia.com right now with the number 8 and get your tickets to meet the entire Great 8 stable. Taya Valkyrie with us here on Jobbing Out. Uh, Taya, we, you put something out there not, uh, a while back on social media, and I'm dying to ask you about it because I, I heard you were going to be a part of the next season of GLOW, correct? Yes. Are I you on uh, season four. Are you- so I was supposed to be on season four. I was actually hired. I got the part, part for four episodes. And after we shot the first episode, they asked me to be part of the entire season. <gasps> and then COVID hit. Are you- and they canceled the entire show. So it was, it was hard. That was a hard pill to swallow. Are you able yeah. to tell us what you were going to be doing on the next season of GLOW? Is that something? Well, I was... I- yeah, I can talk about it because the show's, you know, been canceled now for over a year. But uh, I was basically kind of like a rocker biker chick persona. Oh, come and on. I tag, and I had a tag <laughs> partner, and we wore, like, leather jackets and leather hats. And it was, you know, very, like, Luna Vachon kind of style hair. And, like, it was it was very cool. Dude. Dude. Yep. I actually, yep. Sorry. I'm, I'm actually kind of <laughs> mad I asked now, if I'm being totally honest. Well, we were already super bummed that Glow got canceled because... You know, as nerdy wrestling fans, that was something that was being embraced in the mainstream, and it made us feel exactly. like, you know, yeah. here, here's this thing we can talk about with our normal friends. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Ah. No, it was it was so fun, and it, it's so sad. Like, that was, like, my first big Hollywood kind of, you know, victory, and for it to kind of just fall apart in front of me uh, due to the, you know, the pandemic, it's pretty... So- do, do, do you, are, are you jonesing to do something else then? Are you, are you, you know, like obviously heels exist. Like, the, do you find yourself saying, like, I, having had a small taste of what it could have been, I need to explore that part of my professional career? Absolutely. I mean, I think that we've, John and I have always been involved in that kind of stuff. Yeah. I think more than people actually realize. Like, I had a movie um, called Unchained came out last year that I, that I filmed like two and a half years ago. John and I have a movie that we wrote, produced, directed, and starred in that is going to be submitted to like um, film festivals starting this spring. There's a lot of stuff going on that people don't don't realize, but you know, acting and creating, uh, you know, movies and TV shows and all that kind of stuff and content is something that I really really enjoy doing. I just shot actually a music video for my new entrance music two days oh, that's ago. Cool. Very cool. <laughs> so uh, there's lots of stuff. Like I just love creating, and I love I love being artistic and creating stuff. So. You can always expect that kind of stuff from me. Yeah, and uh, and by the way, we love it too. We just, man, oh, it's a it's a bitter pill to think about what could have been. It is I a know. bitter pill. I to know. Think about what could have been. Oh, that sounds like it would have been so very cool. Uh, I, I, it, I, it's a, as if I could hate COVID anymore. By the way, thanks a lot, right? COVID. Yeah. Thanks a lot for yeah. that. It's hey. okay. We'll we'll figure it out. We're I'm gonna. Get another part. There's always another I, I, part. No <laughs> doubt. No doubt. Ty Valkyrie with us again. Celeb Fest 3 is this weekend. Get your tickets to the Great 8 Stable, great8smemorabilia.com. Ty, you know, let's, let's talk a little bit about that and, and having fans back. And, you know, you're going to get into a place now over the next year, wherever you end up going and competing and performing, there are going to be crowds again. Um, given yeah. everything you went through, like, did, did you find, I don't, I don't know, taking for granted probably is the wrong word, but, like, do you find yourself saying, oh, it's going to mean that much more because of everything that you had to do over the course of the last two years? 
I mean, absolutely. I don't think I took, like, I necessarily took the fans for granted, but, like, I just didn't realize how much of an intricate part they are of, like, what we do. I remember when I was in Lucha Underground, people would say, like, the crowd at Lucha Underground was, like, part of the show, and I think that that goes for professional wrestling across all products at indie shows. The crowd is actually part of the show, and that part of the show I have dearly missed, so it's been very awesome to, you know... I did the Zicky Dice Twitch show a few weeks ago. I was at Hurricane Pro last week. Yeah. Just having those fan interactions. And I'll be doing Lucha Boom in two weeks in Los Angeles at, uh, during Super Bowl weekend for two nights. So just having those fans there, again, like, you were definitely missed. <laughs> oh, God, man. Except, except for the ones that forgot to shower. Other than that. Every, well, except for that, yeah. Except for that. <laughs> or the I, trolls on the Internet. But I, I, I saw <laughs> you. Yeah, well, okay. I mean, come on. Now, wait a second. Now you're getting rid of all the, the wrestling fans, Ty. You've got to be careful. <laughs> there, there's not going to be anybody left after you get rid of everyone who's an Internet troll and didn't shower. There, there's none of them. Um, I, I saw you recently uh, talked about wanted to do a match with Rey Mysterio and that really kind of jumped off the page at me because I feel like we've, we've talked about this a lot on the show over the years it still feels like for whatever friggin reason intergender matches remain semi-taboo right like not yeah. fully taboo at the highest level but semi-taboo like we'll do them but not really do them yeah. What is it? Obviously, everybody knows your lucha background. Everybody knows how important that is to you. But why Ray? Why is that something that you say, man? I would love to do this. You know, maybe before his I career mean, ends at this point. It's Ray freaking Mysterio. Yeah. I guess that's all you need to say. <laughs> okay. All right. I guess that's all you, you know need to that's say. it. Um, I don't know. Like I wrestled against him in Lucha Underground in a multi man, and I think I'm the first woman to ever have you know actually like faced him in a ring. I want to say. Uh, I'd have to look that up. I don't know. But, I mean, I just love Ray. Ray was at our wedding. Like, Ray's part of our family. Uh, I just adore him. I think he is an absolute legend, not only in the Lucha Libre community, but in professional wrestling in general. So, I mean, it would be an honor to step in a ring with him. Maybe it's, you know, me and John versus Dom and Ray. Who knows? Oh, my God. <laughs> that would be so cool. God, that would be so- <laughs> Hey, uh, anything that, that Taya said that we'd be opposed to, Brandon? Anything at uh, all? No. Like, Ray- I mean- Absolutely not. By the way, does Rey Mysterio age? Because I, I, I don't know he's if he does. I mean, how this guy no. has been around forever, and he's on the cover of the nope. new WWE video game. Like this is this is yeah. someone who, you know, other people his age are being told to to not do this anymore. And this guy is not. If anything, he's he might be a little better. A hundred percent. I mean, I think. Okay, maybe this isn't. Like, there's. I think this is a Bret Hart quote. Okay. That said that it takes you know ten years to become a main eventer, right, in pro wrestling? That sounds so right, yeah. Think, think about how much time Rey Mysterio has been wrestling for. Of course, with age, he's gotten better because that's yeah. what happens, you know? And he is just killing it, you know, year after year, and he is an absolute legend, and, you know, protect Rey Mysterio at all costs. Yeah, we, uh, we agree. <laughs> we agree wholeheartedly on every count. Boy, yeah. this has gone really swimmingly. Everything you've said has sounded like a good idea. We're in favor of all of it. We want it all to happen, and we want it all to happen <laughs> now, frankly. It's yeah, right now. Tomorrow, yeah. All right, Ty, I know uh, you got a busy week. Uh, we're going to keep plugging Celeb Fest this week, and we want people to come out and meet you, but what personally can we plug for you? Uh, you mentioned that the, the song, your your new entrance music is dropped. Can we plug that? T-shirts, social. Yes, what yes, all can yes, we get yes, plugs yes. in for? So you guys can follow me on social media at the Taya Valkyrie. That's on Twitter and Instagram, as well as Facebook.com slash 
Taya Valkyrie, my new entrance music, Viva La Huera Loca by Russell and Flow, just dropped on Spotify and all streaming platforms. Music video will be coming in a few weeks, so you'll have to check that out when it drops as well. I have new shirts that came out during uh, through the Lucha Republic store. So you can buy t-shirts on there as well as all the local by Ty Valkyrie clothing line available at tyvalkyrie.com. There you go. Boy. And we need to see you out there this weekend for Baltimore Celeb Fest 3. Please go to great8smemorabilia.com with the number 8. And again, you can meet that entire stable of incredible women for $300. I promise you, you cannot do better than that anywhere in the country for meeting that much top-notch talent in one place. Ty Valkyrie, can't wait for this weekend. It's going to be insane. Um, congratulations already on where you're headed back to Ty of Valkyrie you. and we look forward to seeing what's next next thank you for taking the time I for appreciate us. it thank you for taking the time to talk to me and I'll see all of you guys this weekend oh man she was great very cool uh, appreciate Ty taking a few minutes for us and um, go out to Celeb Fest this weekend go see her and uh, get to great8smemorabilia.com uh, with the number 8 in order to get your meet and greet passes for the entire stables on both days um, again, I, I mean, we all like, we, we've always, have we ever wavered on being on board with Taya in any way? Have any of us ever been out on Taya? No, no, not really. I think we've all been pretty consistent that we've, we've liked, I feel like Brandon was a little bit more into Frankie Monet than, than we yeah, were. Yeah, I like Frankie Monet. I think you were really in on Frankie Monet, but I've, you know, I've always dug Taya. I've always thought she's great. And you, you telling me that you think it's a bad idea for her and John to have a match with Adam Cole and Britt Baker? No effing chance. That would be wonderful. <laughs> you think it's a bad idea for her to go one-on-one with Rey Mysterio? Mm, yeah, I, yeah. By the way, I'm not – that to me is more like out of the blue, right? Like, I, And I know the internet already kind of picked that up a, a little bit. Like, I, I just happened to see that floating around, so that's why I asked her about it. But like, I don't think that's as – I think that's more just like why the F not, whereas – there's a lot. There's a. There's more of a reason to do Adam Cole and Britt Baker against sure. Taya and and John. Like that one. At to the me, same time, no one's saying no to Taya. No, I'm not. Ray. Of course, right. I'm not saying no. It's just more like I don't think the rest of the world needs that to happen. You put the other match in front of me. I need that to happen. I mean, I I didn't need it to happen until she suggested it. Now I kind of do. need That's it what happen. I'm saying, right? Once <laughs> once it, I can live if we never get Taya versus Ray, right? Like, yeah, you know, I, it'd be cool. It'd be really cool. But I'll live. Now that I know, like, and I start doing the math of like, well, why couldn't that happen, right? Like, why would that be? There's no reason why that couldn't I, happen. I was going to say, like, it may not be immediate for a no, number of reasons, no. but but there's so many, and there's happen. so many options for where it could happen and why it could happen. Like, it doesn't have to be on AEW. It could be just have it at PWG. Exactly you know? right. Exactly right. There's a million ways that you can go about getting that, and so I need that to happen. That's got to occur. All right, good stuff. Thank you to Taya. That was very cool. Um, anything else we need to cover? Anything from NXT? Not really. It was, oh, it yeah. was a fine, it was just a whatever episode. Nothing um, offensive, nothing. You know what I say about it? Like, and I, you remember last week when I said I thought that last week's was the most functional, um, you know, other than the botches, right? Yeah. Like, th- this was a fine. I think, yeah. I think it's, they're getting there, right? Like, they're getting there. I think it was awkward they acknowledged the Walter chants when, like, <laughs> yeah. Know. Like I thought that was awkward. His name is Gunther now. Right. Gunther. Like, I would I would have just kind of ignored it or or done something with crowd noise or something like that. Like it, it, that was that was weird that they acknowledged it and and left it there. Are these live or are they? Ta- I think these are taped, aren't they? 
No, I think they're live. I think largely live. There might be I, a few tapes. I know no, they're, they're, they're I, live because I get I get the alerts for how to get tickets, and they tell you to go Tuesday at 8 o'clock or whatever. So okay. They're live. Okay. I, well, they've definitely done taped. I know they've done taped episodes. Yeah, they, they've definitely done taped ones, but I think largely they're okay. live. All right. Um, You know. It's that was weird. It was just weird that they acknowledged it. That that was the only thing that jumped out off at me. But otherwise, you know, I thought it was a. I thought it was fine. I thought it was. Um, I think we're all on board with Wendy Chu, right? I think we're all. Oh my god, I love her. Yeah, I, I I'm. She's outstanding in the ring, by the way. Yep. Holy I'm shit! Totally, <laughs> like... totally on board with Wendy Chu. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, let's get some plugs in. Aaron, uh, we'll start with you. Uh, check out VEASAN, VEASAN.com. We have our Super Bowl betting guide uh, out right now. It's completely free on VEASAN.com. Of course, check out the nightcap, 7 to 10 Pacific, 10 to 1 a.m. Monday through Friday. And if you're in the D.C. area, check out uh, all the VEASAN stuff on Masson in the morning. And, of course, follow me on Twitter at the Oster. All right. And uh, you can also, of course, hear him on Simply the Words uh, every every Wednesday at 1130, <laughs> where hopefully uh, his other advice will be better than the first two. Uh, Brandon, you. We just announced uh, Wasp, their 40th anniversary tour is coming to Ramsden in November. Oh, wow. Um, Armored Saint will be joining them on that show. Tickets are on sale Friday. Uh, coming up, we got Youngblood on uh, February 15th. There's only a couple tickets left for that one. Uh, so if you want to go, you better get them now. And, uh, we'll be, I've been so busy, um, locking in a bunch of good stuff for the fall and for the summer. And, uh, we'll be announcing a lot of that soon. Just go to ramsedlive.com for the full calendar and to buy your tickets and, um, follow our social media at ramsedlive on Instagram and at ramsedlive on Twitter for new show announcements, et cetera. And as always, I am at Brandon Linton on Twitter. At Glenn Clark Radio, glennclarkradio.com for me. At AJ Francis 410 is how you follow him. And of course, get out to Celeb Fest this weekend, great8smemorabilia.com with the number eight. To take advantage of some great offers from meet and greets, go see Taya Valkyrie. For Brandon, for Aaron, and for the main event. Vent. 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 I kind of feel like doing one more. You guys feel like doing one more? Yeah. Vent. Vent? What was that? AJ <laughs> <laughs> Francis. I'm Glenn Clark. You know what, Aaron? I don't give you credit for a lot of things. That actually ends up working. <laughs> I'm Glenn Clark. This is Ben Jobbing Out. Nobody? Nobody? Jobbing Out. There goes the money.